This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right there back. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you? I've calmed down. I've calmed down a little bit uh, after the other night. Uh, but if you do see me suddenly sort of disappear out and run off in the background, it's because JB is coming to the chat again. Um, welcome along. Uh, it's the Friday night preview show. We're going to be previewing a list, Leicester's visit to Leeds. I should apologise, first of all, for the lateness, lateness of the arrival. Um, being old, as, as, as me and Craig are, <laughs> I uh, we, well, Craig was all right. He'd actually remembered, so it's only just me. I'd forgotten to do my score predictions on the long ball. I have never done them so quick in my life. So Craig says I'll probably get like maximum points this week. <laughs> Who knows? But I apologise for that. There's an evening kickoff tonight, so I had to get them in quickly. It's Leicester till I die. TV. This is where you can watch us and where you can listen to us afterwards. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm um, good, thank you, Chris. Hope you're well, and uh, hello to everyone. Uh, and if if you you are not many points behind me in the long ball, so if you overtake me this week, 
I will be blaming the fact that you pretended you hadn't done yours either. <laughs> you, you, you rushed me into that. <laughs> now, that's partially true, Chris. Now, I did think I, when you, as soon as you said it, I thought I haven't done mine. And then I realised that there was an accident earlier in the week and I was organised. Now, <laughs> I probably won't let that happen again. No. So, um, so let, let's see what happens this week, shall we? Yeah. And talking, talking of predictions, uh, mm. of course, every week we do. Uh, a di- we've got that many different prediction things going on, but we do the the prediction show every week. Uh, mm. the, the week before last, we of course had the uh, well, he only was couldn't make it himself. He was uh, potting balls somewhere uh, in the nicest possible way. We had Mark Selby give us his mm. score predictions, and before that, we used to have a. Um, uh, a different fan from a different club every different week. Um, a lot of differences in there. I'm pleased to say that actually, starting this week, and of course, next week we don't have one because of the international break, but every week coming on, we've got ex Leicester City winger flying down that wing, Steve Linux, who is going to be coming on and giving his score predictions. Some may say that I've invited him on because he's that bad at score predictions, he'll make me look good. <laughs> that pure rumour, pure rumour. <laughs> told Steve so. But uh, but it's nice, nice, nice when these ex-players get involved, isn't it? It is, yeah. And uh, as I say, hopefully before he, uh, he'll be... Sitting in his in his van somewhere, a little bit of peace and quiet away from the wife and kids, and uh, <laughs> we'll give it full focus. But as you say, he always goes against the grain. He always goes against Leicester. Yes, so, but he did get a point at the week uh, the weekend. That was the trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like, uh, how he does on the the rest of the predictions. It will. It will. Although he has already said that he hates uh, Arsenal and hates Tottenham. So, good well, man. Good man. Yeah, he's, in, he's in fine company. Yeah. Talking about his wife and kids, he got home because we do the show at nine o'clock because obviously he works for himself. So he can never be sure if it's an emergency to be home for seven. So we're doing it at nine. He got in, still dirty, what have you, from work. <laughs> his daughter had got friends round. Said, You're not doing that in here. I've got my friends round. And he presented the whole show from his bathroom. Oh, did he? Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yes. I don't know what he was sat on. We, we won't go there, okay? <laughs> but uh, but yes, he did, indeed. But, hey, you heard it earlier, because I was practising it. We have got an important announcement. Mm. Oh, guess what? The Manchester Derby is not the only game this weekend. Whoa, 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 Chris, Chris. I know. Put some kind, put some kind of warning up before you do that kind of thing, please. <sighs> what kind of, I mean, you, you wouldn't know it if you were watching Sky or, or, or reading any of the uh, online uh, uh, mm. newspapers. But yes, apparently there are actually nine other games this weekend. I mean, it's not like it happens twice a year every year, is it? I mean, you'd think it was some kind of eclipse or something. Yes, yes, exactly, you know. But, you know, I just wanted to let everybody know, you know, just in case you thought, well, you know, that's the only game. I'll stop in and do some... uh, some knitting with the misses. What is it this year? Is Is it third against fourth this year? I believe you could not be far off with that one. Let me have a look. You're testing me, aren't you, sir? You're testing me. Um, yes, it is. No, third against fifth. You third just promoted fifth. Man United. Well, yes. And of course, West it, no, it, it wouldn't matter who it was. Third against fifth is always a, a huge, huge game. Yes, so, it is, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Me, me, me have the feeling you've been a little bit sarcastic there, sir. As if, as if I ever would. <laughs> But, like I say, there are some other matches breaking out around the Premier League um, at the weekend. And one of them we are involved in. And it's on Mm. Sunday. It's a 2pm kickoff at Ellen Road in Leeds. Um, Not on the TV. It's on Sunday, but it's not on the TV. Mm. But obviously we played midweek, so we automatically get a, a Sunday game. Um, but you can listen to it on lcfc.com forward slash radio or obviously BBC Radio Leicester. And obviously our best wishes still going out to uh, 
Mr. Stringer there, uh, yep. who, who's, uh, who needs the support, in fairness. He's going through a bad time at the moment. So that's it. We've got Leeds. Um, yeah. They were topsy-turvy time last season when they came up but i think it was a different leeds wasn't it it was but then you could probably make an argument and say it was a different leicester um <laughs> <You can't, laughs> yes, certainly, certainly you know, yes I, I mean they're, they're they're struggling they're having a bit of a hard time of it this season um again a few key injuries seems to have knocked them particularly mm. uh bamford i think having uh no real focal point up there a lot of people you know, probably myself included, were a little bit um, unsure as to whether he could make the step up after Leeds got promoted because he'd been quite prolific down in the uh, in the championship. But yeah. whenever he was on loan or when he was at, I think it was the host club, it was uh, Chelsea, never seemed to be able to, to string a, a run of decent games together. But uh, had a fantastic season last season. Um, very unlucky to not get a call up by uh, by Southgate, but then... As you know, you know he doesn't play for the right team. So, um, um, so those. Well, were... K- 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 Mr. Phillips might argue with that. Yeah, I know, but he's got Harry Kane up front, so you know it doesn't matter. Harry Kane can go 10, 15 games without scoring, and he'll still start. So fair point, actually. Fair. Point. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Let's have a little rant about Southgate. We've not had an opportunity for a while, have we? Um, uh, you know, a Southgate <laughs> contradiction that you've got to be playing and playing well for your own club. Um, to be able to get in the in the side, um, therefore Jaden Sa- Sancho gets dropped. Um, Kane still gets in, and um, who's the other one? Oh, John Stones. John Stones. John Stones played this year. Not sure. You know, I think he played in the cup. I don't the scored him. Goal. No, he's, he's not played, but still good enough to uh, to get in the England squad. But that's the contradictions of Gareth Southgate, a man that lots of people love, and apparently he is the one. Well, he is, but you know, if 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 we go with popular opinion, we we could have uh, Mr. Potter doing the job in the not too distant future. <laughs> but we've got two exciting England games next week: Albania and San Marino. Wow, I know, I, mean, I know. Chance, San Marino's a big chance for uh, for Kane to uh, to get back in uh, in scoring ways, isn't he? So you know, forget giving anyone else a chance. Let's uh, let's play Harry Kane again. <laughs> um, Ankit, good evening, sir. I think you're probably in and gone because you, you popped in earlier and left just a thumbs up. So I uh, hope you're well, sir. Hope you're well. And and getting a little bit shaky for a couple of weeks' time. We will see. Uh, Connor, all the way from the good old US of A. Uh, can someone ask? Can someone ask me how Green would get snow call up? I think we tell you. You mean uh, with more <laughs> with more goals than Kane? I think. I think. Uh, I think Craig's just answered well, your question there. Well, he, he plays for a big club. I'm going to give you that one, that Man you are a big club, you know, clinging on there. Um, but, you know, he, he upset his copybook with uh, Southgate, didn't he? I think I, I don't think he got his homework in on time one week and, uh, and he got kicked out of the squad and he's been nowhere near ever since, regardless of the fact that he's been banging goals in. You know, um, it's Harry Kane's domain and uh, ever shall it be so. Have you got a woodpecker in the room with you there? <laughs> now, apparently, apparently it's bonfire night, and uh, people have decided that they're going to be letting fireworks off. Is so, that is um, was that was that wrong? And to be honest, with you, that just sounded like I was going to say whoever it is, just let them in, will you? Because they're desperate <laughs> to come inside. It sounded it didn't sound like bon- no. bonfire. It's, it, it's it's added atmosphere. That's what it is, Chris. You know, <laughs> you know, you all you knew that at some point. The weeks and weeks that we've done this show, at one point there was going to be fireworks. This is it. This is, so, <laughs> this so don't this is guaranteed. This is yeah. guaranteed today. Um, like I say, um, last season, mm. oh, you know, couldn't, couldn't have had two different matches. I mean, uh, early on in the season, we, we let's face it, we annihilated them 4-1. Yeah. And then... As always with Leicester, uh, we used to we used to have a it used to be the seasons where we had half a good one, half a bad one. Now it's actually matches, isn't it? Where we have half a good match, half and a bad half. Yeah, they caught us during our um, our fallow home uh, period. I think we got done by a few teams at home, didn't we? Yeah, um, yes. And Leeds were one of those where we we just seemed to get caught on the break every time. And um, yeah, I mean. 
you know, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll only keep it down to one this time because um, we can't keep a clean sheet for for God knows, you know. I mean, it's ridiculous at the minute. I did I did speak to Julian on Tuesday about uh, Leicester's mm -hmm. uh, Leicester's leaky defence and yeah. um, and why we don't put uh, people on the on the corner. Flag. Now I don't know. I don't know if you on the corner flag on the post. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably where they are on on the post. Sorry, yeah. why we don't put defenders on the post? Now, I don't know if you noticed whether you watched because you of course you you wouldn't have done because you were at the match. But yeah. on BT they had uh, Emil Heskey and Robbie Savage. Right. And the the, the lady presenter said to to um, Emil, why don't Leicester put defenders because we're not, you know, they said about defending mm -hmm. set pieces. Um, why don't because um, that's how we conceded the goal? Why don't we put somebody on the corner, you know, on, on, on the goal posts? And he said, it, it because you get in each other's way. What, yes, what? I think it's something like if you're coming out, you're running into a, a crowd of defenders, you've got other mm -hmm. ones running in. And then you got less people that can pick people up. And to be honest with you, I did. I, 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 I've lost I think, interest by that. You know, I, I rarely swear on this show, and I'm not going to do it now. But I'm, I'm as close as I am. He is talking absolute um, um, cows reproductive. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if that's the case, why don't we got... just all stay outside the box, and there'll be no nobody mm. will run into anyone if that's the case. Yes. I mean, yes. I tell you what would be interesting, you know, nobody's ever done this. At a corner, put all 11 men just standing on the goal line. You know, let them put the ball in and see what happens. You know, because we see it from, we see it when people get free kicks in the box. Don't you? The, the odd occasion that someone gets pulled up for a, an indirect free kick in the box. Everybody stands on the line. It's very rare that anyone scores. So let's try that at a corner. All 11 yes. men across the line. Yes. Do I Desi? I did also ask um, Julian on Tuesday. His answer was better, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but if you do go back and have a look, um, mm -hmm. it was the second the second point we discussed. But I did uh, I did say that you wanted to know the answer yes, to thank that you. one, and he did come up with a a, a, a decent answer. Good Scott, good evening. Um, how the devil are you, uh, Yang? I mean, don't don't get you want one of our defenders. We've only got about one fit one. You know what mm. I mean? You, you don't want Vestergaard. You can't be choosy. You've no. got Phil Jones. What, what's wrong? What do you want anybody when you've got Phil Jones? To be fair, you've already had Johnny Evans and you sold him. So, you know, it's your own fault. It is. It is indeed. It is. Um, we're not just to let people know, we're not going to be picking a team this week because it's so out there with obviously having the midweek game plus the bug that's going around the club. I don't think we'd ever get anywhere near it, to be honest with you, mm. would we? No, um, I think so. Scott, Scott says he fears for this weekend. Do to you? be fair, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, I think you fear every weekend. Um, <laughs> I think I think um, you feared last week and you were right. Please don't fear this weekend. No. We can't have another one. No, but if you want to know who took booty money on to score the first goal, stay looking and see uh, see Craig's one to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you can have Benkovic, says Scott to uh, to Connor. Yeah. Uh, Terry, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? That noise in Craig's house was a replay of one of Casper's <laughs> kickouts hitting the back wall of one of the stands. Oh. Terry, mm. nasty, sir, nasty. Yeti, good evening. How the devil are you? Hope you're well. Um, I think that he meant that we have too many players in the box. We don't know who's marking who. Could well be. Like I say, I was only paying half attention when he came. Well, there's answer. another thought. You know, leave one up. You know, if there's too many in the box. There's, yeah. there's another thought. Or, or, or just don't do zonal marking. Yeah, yeah. Just, just mark people, attack the ball. Just old-fashioned yes. stuff. Yes, you know, if everybody's got to mark somebody, then surely you're covered. I don't know. At least, at least that you see what it is. I think in this modern age, when nobody gets the blame for anything, you can't pick on someone if they're not marking anyone. No, you know, you no. can't say, "Oh, you should have been picking him up," because you know everyone's just picking up a zone. 
Well, like I said, I mean, I suppose, I mean, you know, we, we thought we were on the up and then Arsenal rolled into town and we obviously were still asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we then, uh, we, we played, I thought we weren't doing too bad in that first half. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we would have been ahead on points had it been a boxing match, but we didn't just land that fatal punch. And would it yeah. come back and bite us on the bummer? And yes, mm-hmm. it did. I mean, it's still in our own hands. Mm-hmm. And I suppose now, I mean, Brad made the very, very good point. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he? <laughs> no, he's not here. So he, I'm all right, I think. He's not watching this. Nobody tell him I'm saying this. But he did make a very good point that at the start when it was announced, well, I, I made a very good point, first of all, in the fact that this is the hardest group we've had out yeah. of the three recent European tours. Yeah, it's a group of death, etc. It is a hard group. Mm. And on the back of that, Brad said, well, when it was announced, we looked at it and thought, well, you know, uh, Lazio were going to, um, not Na- Lazio, Napoli. Napoli, yeah. If you don't get Lazio at some point in this campaign, I'm gonna, it's because Warsaw got that stupid L in the logo and I can't get it out of my mind. Uh, Napoli are probably going to win the group and we were looking at second then anyway. And of course, yeah. that's, that's still on. Um, do you think Leeds are a good team to, to, to try and get back on track against? Uh, potentially. I just want to say, I mean, the, there's so much noise going on outside. I'm starting to think it's not bonfire night, but it's actually the purge. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, if I, if I suddenly disappear. Yeah. Yes. I'll tell you what, though. If something does come through the window, at least this will go viral, Chris. You figures will... <laughs> Go yeah. right for take, the roof. Take one for the team, Craig. Yeah, I will do, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Leeds. I mean, on the back of uh, of, of um, Thursday night, when I think everybody was left frustrated um, mm. on that, because you're right, the performance wasn't that bad. It just shows you that we still haven't worked out a way of of um, penetrating a tight. Mm. Defense when when you know they they weren't going to come out and then we got done on a on a sucker punch when you know Victor Moses probably the smallest man on the on the pitch just strolled in to plant a header again like the Arsenal game with Ramsdale save you know Samari's fantastic effort you know crashing off um, the sort of underneath of the bar and the post mm. and Inshallah and it would have been in again it could have been a different game so um, but no Leeds. Leeds will be a test because we know how they like to play. Um, yeah. They're, they're going to, hopefully, you know, it's not going to be a similar one to Brentford, um, which we didn't deal with particularly well, although we came out with a victory. We didn't deal particularly well with a team that was high press on us, but uh, we should have enough. I, I say that every week, um, that we should have enough. <laughs> but but we've got to play. One week it will be, you'll get it right. <laughs> The frustrating thing is, is it? Because we talked about doing a combined 11 um, for this. And you look at it, and again, there's only one Leeds player who would get in my 11. I I won't mention him now. We'll we'll, we'll keep him for later. And we do the same against Brentford and a lot of these teams. You know, know, there's not many we would take from the opposition, yet we're not, clearly not playing to our potential. And a lot of that isn't, it isn't talent, it's attitude and Somehow he needs to he needs to get that over. There were signs of it. I thought the the other night. I thought we we started fairly quickly, but we're going to have to do that against Leeds because again, you know they're scrapping for points. You can't yes. go um, you can't go a goal behind, and we we're giving everyone a, a head start these days. Yeah, um, Scott says Craig was optimistic last weekend. To be fair, had a, had a few high scoring. I think you had most high scoring if I remember the prediction show, uh, Scott. Uh, never came off. Although he does say that he's glad uh, that you finished the, his sentence rather quickly after using <laughs> penetrating the tight. Um, yes, well, Scott, you've a dirty mind, young man. You've a dirty mind. Me and me and Craig do not know what you're talking about. No idea. No, David. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? What I want to see is each player taking responsibility and initiative to battle hard. I just want players to show fire and fight. Stop struggling to tackle the opponent more. Let them fear us for once. Mm. I think what gets me, just to sort of sidetrack from it on this point, is that we haven't lost any players that we didn't want to this no. this summer. Uh, so we've got the same players, but 
we're, we're just playing like we've not carried on from where we left off. You know, there was a there was something that said um, I remember Martin O'Neill saying this years ago, and it was something that Brian Clough said to Martin O'Neill. He said, "You're an arrogant young man with absolutely nothing to be arrogant about," and I get the feeling that that that's what we are at the moment. We, we're going out onto the pitch with this sort of arrogance that we can stroll around and we don't have to try particularly hard, and we're we're good enough to just our football will eventually come through in the end. And it, it's not doing that. It, you can't. Every game is a battle, you know, in the first instance, in the first 20 minutes. You've got to come out all guns blazing, not throwing men forward, but you've got to get into tackles. You know, you've got to go in early. It was, again, you, you know, you and I, Chris, we, we we sort of grew up watching football of a different age when, yeah. you know, you, you left your mark on your opponent quite early on, you know, to let them know that, yeah. that you were there. Now it's like you put down the red carpet and just wave them through. It's uh, that has to change because we can't keep giving goals, you know, head starts away. We can't come back every week. No, on that po- very very point, uh, point, um, and still going off on a side track as we always always do on these shows, uh, which is great because we cover a lot of different topics. They said Luckman when he came on, mm. Moses in a couple of tackles straight away let him know he was there. Hmm. And then after that, he never ran at him once. He was just putting crosses in all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I was very disappointed. I was, um, he, he was, he was in front of where I sit in the stand. He was, he was right in front most of the time. And I was saying to, yeah. to Scott, as a winger, um, the first thing you do, whether you come on as a sub or whether you start the game is you get the ball and you run your fullback. You find out very early on, can I beat him for pace? Can I just knock it and go past him? He didn't really try it. You know, he, he lost mm. his way a couple of times and then that was it. You're right. He just kept looking to to cut inside. And, you know, sometimes he put a cross in, other times he just laid the ball off. But it didn't look like he was on it to me um, when yeah. he came on. Now, whether that's, you know, that he's had his confidence knocked a little bit by having a couple of good games, but he still finds himself on the bench. I don't know, but... Wasn't one of his better performances, that's for sure. Yes. Um, I want to ask you this, and then we'll, we'll get back on to Leeds. Um, and it's something that struck me. I may have mentioned it to you before, I don't mm. know, but it's almost like the last couple of seasons mm. we've been punching above our weight and that we're not ready yet to be considered a top five or top six club. Tie that in with the fact that this season you've got a lot more clubs that are fighting for that position that mm. weren't before. So West Ham are having a couple of good seasons rather than yep. just a one-off. Uh, Arsenal have come back. Mm-hmm. Tottenham, we presume, are going to come back with Conte. There's a lot more going for that fifth, sixth that we were kind of yeah. saying was our own. Is this, I'm calling it this, but I don't know if you agree with it or not. It's almost like the reality check season. And that we have to take this season as it is and go, yep, yeah, actually, and then get back to the basics mm. for next season. I, know I think you're right. I, th- I think you're right. And I think, you know, unless something dramatic happens, I think this is the new reality. Every team in the Premier League or virtually every team in the Premier League gets better um, year on year. Um, there's more money in the Premier League. Therefore, teams strengthen all the time. You know, with the best will in the world, most teams in the Premier League, even those that are perennially at the bottom, have enough money, enough buying power to go round most of the best teams in Europe. Or let's say, if not the top level teams, the, the second best, the third best, fourth best teams around Europe and get the cream of their talent. So every year, teams that stay in the Premier League for a number of years get stronger. So that... It's a, it's, a, it, it's only a matter of fact that it's going to get stronger and tougher every year to get those sort of European spots. And I think this is this is the new reality and we, we have to deal with it. I mean, do we have to maybe even consider that that was the, you know, our opportunity gone? Because, you know, like I said, you've got, You've got three. Well, I thought the top four was done and dusted, but mm. Man United are doing the best uh, to drive, you know, up a one-way street the wrong way. Um, 
so you've got the you know the Man City, Chelsea, who I think are going to win it this year, uh, and, and Liverpool, possibly Man United if they get rid of Solskjaer. They've got the players there. They yep. just you know need somebody that can control it. Like I say, Arsenal are coming back in, but it is Arteta, so we'll see. Tottenham have got Conte in, and if he's there for a couple of seasons, they will. We know we know Conte's a winner, yeah. and he's he's. He's done Tottenham a favour by going there. Not mm. Tottenham weren't doing him a favour by offering him the job. And knowing what position they were in, he's gone in and he'll be demanding that he wants this for players and that for players. So they're going to come strong. And of course, Newcastle. So we may have missed the boat. Yeah. You know, as I say, I'm glad you mentioned Newcastle. You know, I'm, you say, I, we, we talked briefly off air about, uh, about the appointment of Eddie Howe. And um, mm. I'm not sure. Um, about Eddie Howe, but he's the interim almost, I think, while they get their house in order, almost yeah. like a, a fairly safe pair of hands, although he did manage to take Bournemouth down. But uh, over the next few years, they're going to come strong. They're going to have enough money. It doesn't work for everyone. I mean, Everton have had money the last few years. I think they've spent a hell of a lot of money. They don't look any stronger than they did five years ago, mm. to be fair. But it is. It's going to be. It's going to be tough. It's whoever can put on a run of games. And I think I mentioned last week, momentum is a huge thing. And um, we had it. Then we played Arsenal and we, and we lost it again. And now we've got to start again. You've got to look mm. at these as the start of a new run. So it's it's vitally important that we have this going back into the uh, into the the international break. Although after the last international break, I know Brendan used it very wisely. We came out, had that great result against Manchester United, mm. but we didn't build on it. And that's the frustrating thing, you know. And uh, so now you've got to start another good run. And we come out of this international break and it's just a small matter of Chelsea. Um, David says there, uh, Chris Norton, what is actually on the basics we need to get back to? Well, let, let's say one of those is good defending. And trying to mm. keep a clean sheet. Um, another one is scoring. I, mean, I think those are the two main main basics we've got. Is the fact that we can't we have the domination as we did against um, um, Arsenal in the second half. We can't score because we're already two 0 down. They're just defending. We have the domination against Moscow in the first half the other night. We didn't score. And I say at the back, if Ranieri bought a pizza, as I'm saying. Rogers has got to go out and buy a three-course bloody meal. Mm. <laughs> it, it's but you know if you're not going to get those two things right mm. in my and I think we are struggling to score. I you know we're getting the goals, but we you know where you know the I fact that we beat Man, Man you know we put four past Man United mm. may, maybe you know is it is it you know pumps our goal scoring touch our up a little bit. But there's so many games we look at it. And we had, you know, the other day we had 14 shots and mm. we got one goal. You know, they had yeah. three, four shots and got one goal. It's yeah. the conversion rate. And I said at the back, we've said before, I've just done the prediction league. Um, and I can never, ever predict Leicester not to concede a goal. No. You know, it's never a 1-0 or 2-0 or whatever. Right. And, and fair dues to Steve Walsh because we'll come on to their scores of the ex-players later. He has gone for a nil, but yeah. for less, you know, less than not conceding. But I, I, I've always got to have at least a one yeah. in there. No, I think I think it's it is what it is. You know, we, me and Scott both predicted that we would win three nil um, in the week. Uh, they scored, and Scott turned to me and said, "How stupid of us not to predict that we were going to concede." Touching on David's point there about why West Ham. Um, that I mean, you've answered your own questions. They do play to their strengths. They don't. Mm. They don't want to play around at the back. They don't go long ball, but they move the ball quicker and they get their team up the pitch. And again, one of the biggest issues for me is, and you, you saw this if you're watching the game on Thursday, and it's most games, we don't get enough players forward quickly yeah. enough in the box. There's times that if if Vardy or, or Dakar or whoever goes out wide, Nacho, you look up, there's one person in the box. If you're lucky, we don't have that desire to get men in the box. And mm. if that's the case, you're not going to score many goals. It, it's as simple as that. We spend so much time, you know, 
messing about, I almost swore there, at the back, you know, playing pretty pass, pass yeah. football, that the opposition gets in, you know, they get in uh, in place. So we have to come out, we come back out to try and draw them out, which is, you know, I've heard Brendan say this before, you know, Johnny Evans stands there, you know, doing posing for his statue with his foot on the ball, um, uh, waiting for to pull the opposition out of position so they can start to play. If the opposition have no intention of coming out of their shape, it doesn't work. So you've got <laughs> to do something different. You have to move it quicker. Try a risky pass, you know, but we yeah. don't. West Ham do. Yeah. West Ham play quick. They get the ball onto their attacking players. You've got Antonio, who is direct. Bowen, when he plays, who is direct. Ben Rama, direct. All direct players who want to go forward. Their first thought isn't, can I knock it back? It's, can I turn? Can I go forward? We've yes. got players who are good enough to do that. The only one who plays on the half turn is Madison. Obviously, he was ill the other night. Barnes, I will give you as well. Barnes can do that. You know, and I thought he, uh, it's, it's a shame that he was uh, ill, I think. Otherwise, I think he would have played um, on Thursday. But you've got to take the ball forward. And I thought our best player, on Thursday night was was Castagna, who was the out ball the whole time. Yes, and we were looking at and looking at the difference between him and Bertrand on the left. Castagna opens his body to receive the ball, so when he gets it, he's going forward. Bertrand has a closed body, so when he receives it, he's automatically facing backwards. So he plays it backwards all the time. It's just little things like that that you, yeah. you change, and the momentum of the team changes. This yes. should be being coached. You know, it's quite a simple thing. But we don't do it. West Ham do it. That's why they're being much more successful than we are. Just going to go through a few questions here, and then we will get on to the uh, fact that we're playing Leeds at the weekend. Um, almost forgotten. Scott says, um, do we think James Justin will be back on the team sheet for Chelsea? Could well be. I don't think he'll be on the starting eleven. So I don't think that's um, Brendan's way. But yes, and, and it would be great to see him again. Yes, I, think, I think you might see him in the under-23s. Um, mm. For a couple of games, just to get that contact, good point. you yeah. know that, uh, good that point. a bit of match fitness and yes. some contact. It's okay, you know, running around and being fit, but you need that sort of contact. So I think oh, you no, may you're have a quite right. Of games there. You're quite right. Um, do you think Rogers is the problem? I've seen a couple of people who want him sacked. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't even go there yet, T. Um, because I, I say, just ask yourself, who would we get in his place? And if you answer Graham Potter, I'm kicking you out the group. <laughs> um, right. So um, is, Potter, is Potter the new Perez? <laughs> Have you got a problem with anybody who just begins? His name begins with a P. Is this what I, it is? <laughs> I, I just. I, all I will say with, and anybody who saw the, the post-match show will know me and Brad uh, were, were uh, having this discussion, shall we say, with, uh, with JB. And um, he, uh, uh, we, we don't get this fuss about Potter. He's not won anything yet. Come back in a couple of seasons when he's won something and then we'll see if he's still any good. But Leeds, you remember them? <laughs> we, this is oh, this is what I love about these shows is that you can start talking about something and yeah. you go off at a, at a total tangent and it's and it's brilliant. I love it, totally love it. But we've got um, at, at Leeds, like I say, uh, one, two of the last five, pretty similar. I mean, they're pretty similar at current form to us. Um, they, they, they drew with, with Wolves, they lost to Southampton, uh, they beat Watford, lost to West Ham, which is no shame in there. Um, you know, we, we've, you know, we look at that and we've got that like, on our games. We were lucky with Burnley, very lucky with Crystal Palace as they were the better team and we were hanging on at the end. Man United is obviously the, the, the bright spot in there. Brentford, we were lucky again, but they didn't take the chances and you get punished in this division if you don't. And Arsenal will just, just try and ignore. You know, it, it's hard to look at that and go, yeah, Leicester can win this. Uh, it is. I mean, you look at our last five games and their last five games. And I was just doing a, a little bit of quick mental arithmetic there and we've scored 10 goals. They scored five in their last 
five games and their opposition hasn't been great you know included in that two of those were against Norwich Wolf Southampton Watford and whoever's hiding behind there um so it's clear where their goal scorer their their, their problems are mm. obviously you know they would be looking to come up against a defense that lets in goals regular oh yeah oh no that's us um so yeah so that could change for them yes but, yes you know you look at that and apart from arsenal where we did create a lot of chances to be fair you know i would mm. say out of all those games brentford uh was a game where we didn't really create a lot so we are creating chances um even though we are frustrated uh, about it and, and not getting enough um, points uh, of players in the box. And I, I think the thing is, when you get players forward, you know, it, it's about trust as well, isn't it? It's about trusting those behind you. Now, maybe Indeedy coming back um, will give us a little bit more uh, trust that we can commit more men forward. Although I thought Brendan, I'm going off again, but I thought Brendan got that wrong uh, against Moscow the other night. I think the um, the first change was was justified, um, but I don't think I don't think you needed to bring Indeedy on in that game. You know, it wasn't like no. they were pouring forward and you needed an no. enforcer. And Samari had a good game and he was carrying the ball through midfield, and we sort of lost that. I thought, um, but as it, going back to the Leeds game, yeah, they're not scoring. They lost their their main uh, goal scorer in. Um, in Bamford, so they don't really have that focal point. I think mm. they're they're looking for other people to do it, and um, I know very well because I've had him in my fantasy team this year. Um, Stuart Dallas chipped in with a lot of goals last season. They're not getting the goals from other places as well, mm. so you know they are struggling a bit. I think uh, Ailing's out. Uh, I think who is a, is a, a constant threat from fullback going forward. So. We should, you know, if ever we were going to keep a clean sheet, you know what? I'm not even going to finish that sentence. We've got a very good chance of uh, of turning Leeds over because of the injury problems they've got. Um, yes. But, and it's a huge but, for me, we've got to score the first goal. Well, um, we've scored 15 so far this season. They've scored 10. But we've both conceded 17, uh, which probably says more about our defence than theirs. I mean, they are in that typical sort of second season syndrome. Um, But just looking at the the information (coughs) here, um, season so far, uh, we've both only kept one clean sheet. Um, Average goals scored per match, they've got one, we've got 1.5. But you see, here's in average goals conceded, mm. both of us at 1.7. But they're not getting the chances. They're getting less than yeah. the 0.7 chances per match. Yeah. And that might just work in our favour. And I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate myself for saying this, but it, it might be the team we need to play. You are just going to get mm. beaten 3-0 now. Um, but I just... Every time we have a good performance, I'm thinking, this is it now. Like Man yeah. United, we're going to build on this, and we're not. I mean, we've said before that we've never had a big squad. And, you know, we say with, with you know, Ollie's problem at Man United is he doesn't know how to, you know, handle the players and rotate the players yeah. and deal with the, 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 the big names that they want to play. And I'd hate to say that we're, we're ending up the same way, but he is trying to play all these players and we as fans are going well, why aren't you playing Dakar you know why you know Dakar's got four yeah. why isn't he in and the problem you've got is you know how many balls are being put through to players that aren't there because mm. they're used to playing with player A yeah and have been for a season expecting you know let's say Jamie Vardy expecting Jamie Vardy to do something Vardy's not on do the same thing and I just wonder can you sometimes and it, it's gonna sound Irish this because I'm saying that, yeah, let's use the squad. We need to spread it out more. We've got four games, you know, we're in four tournaments, two games a week for three weeks running. But is it actually working against us now? Um, in some in some ways, I think you're probably right, Chris. Uh, you know, when you have a big squad, though, you've got to pick the right team 
for the opposition that you're playing. And, you know, and sometimes alter the way you play as well. Because if you've got a Vardy or a Dakar, where's the space? The space is in behind the opposition. So if they're pushing forward, you've got to get the ball in behind quicker. Mm. We, when we won the league, half the time we didn't even look, you know, the ball would be rolled back into Albrighton or um, uh, drink water. They wouldn't even look. They would just whip it in behind into space because they knew Vardy was going to be there. You could do the same for Dakar. We didn't do it against uh, Moscow when they pushed up. And then those type of players become negated, you know, because it's too tight. You can't, there is no room to slide through a little pass. So you've got to wonder about Sometimes the team selection, and I know it's great in, in hindsight, you can always do that. But you've got to think, if you know you're playing up against a packed defence, Vardy's always had this issue, hasn't he? If he's playing against a packed defence, he struggles. Yeah. It's going to be the same with Dakar. So you have to look at it from a different point of view. You have to have players who want to drop in and get the ball, like a Perez, like an Ianacho, who both had decent-ish games, I think, um, to draw players out of position. Just putting them onto the, onto the back fight, it doesn't really work. So... Leeds are a little bit more progressive, so it may be that it's a perfect game for Vardy, maybe the per- perfect game for um, for Dakar. Leeds crowd, we know what it is. It is a cliche, isn't it? But it is a bit of a cauldron there. They will yeah. be up for this game. So they don't allow their team to sort of sit back. So we are going to have opportunities. We thought that against Brentford, we didn't have as many as we as we actually thought we would because we didn't play through the press. So... I think we've got to have people who can handle the ball um, and who uh, are prepared to put a tackle in. I think with the the sort of triangle of of whether everyone's fit of Madison, Samari and, and Tielemans is is a strong one. If you play in DD, but then also play a back five, then you've got six defensive players. So that puts a lot of um, responsibility on those two wing backs. So again, it depends who... Uh, who's going to be fit, whether Pereira is over his illness or not? So yeah, it's 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 a really really difficult. I think what I'm waffling on about is it's a really hard one <laughs> to predict. A, it is, it is, and this is this is and why I'm, we said I'm, earlier we're that we're do, not yeah. doing the we're not doing the team this week because uh, you just don't know. You know, I'd love Barnes to be back because I think we we missed having Barnes, and I think you. You you know touched on it earlier. Hmm. Running at the running at the D, you direct, know at, yeah. at the office is direct. Hmm. And and Luckman, like I say, he seemed to be scared to do that after Moses had caught him a couple of times. Hmm. Uh, Craig says in a game like against Leeds, he thinks Samari indeed in Tillemans playing central of the park. Hmm. Tillemans a bit further up the pitch. Brookline Brendan needs to swallow his pride and offer up the pizza for a clean sheet. As I say, I think they're holding out for a Toby, if you ask me, you know. Um, if Manners is fit, we need him in the lineup. Indeed, in your is all we need in midfield, says David S. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Samari. Show we are confident and not cautious. Um, the scary thing was that, and maybe the bug did us a favour, because Vestergaard would have started um, <laughs> if he hadn't had the bug. And the thing is, and it was actually... Uh, um, uh, the Alan, who does our uh, man of the match uh, after the game, actually went for a Marty, and I think okay. I think maybe it's I can see why he went for a Marty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as well as the goal, I think you know when you he's he's almost if you like our most consistent defender at the moment, and you know <laughs> there wasn't a time I thought I'd be saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I think. Um... I think there's a little bit of the Garth Crooks um, punditry going on there um, that he got man of the match because he scored because he didn't have a lot to do. Although he did what he did have to do, he did very well. Yes. You know, yes. anybody who looks at Garth Crooks' team of the week um, only needs to have a look at the fact of who scored that week, and, and that basically gets you in. Mm. Um, but no, a Marty play where he didn't do anything wrong, and you know, one of the biggest shocks. Uh, that I've had down at, uh, at the Kim Power for a long time is the crowd singing Amati's name. I mean, mm. something that you never thought you would hear. No. But no, he was very solid. He looked more composed on the ball, to be fair. Um, yeah. But for me, I think Castagna would have would have just edged it. He he had a lot of threat um, going down that right hand oh, side. He did. Yes. Unfortunately, when he looked up, hardly anybody in the box. 
Yeah, he did. He did seem to be, you know, the, our main outlet, didn't he? Yeah. Really, he did know. a fair play to Johnny. You know, yeah. he showed that he can ping a pass fifty yards with his left foot if he wants to do it. You yes, know, it, it's like it's it's feast or famine with with Evans, isn't it? He can either ping a worldie or he can just stand on it. I mean, you really I am going to clip that out and use that going forward. <laughs> you gave you gave Johnny Evans some praise there I know, yeah. for a pass. I actually thought I'd just do while you were talking there, a very quick uh, check, because obviously Leicester sat in 11th at the moment and Leeds are in 17th. So I thought, you know what? I'll have a look and see what Leeds are like at home. And in the home table, they're actually 16th. So not a lot of right. difference there. Uh, they've they've five obviously played. They've only won one of those, drawn two, lost two. They got five points. So I thought I'd look at Leicester away, because um, of course I say we're eleventh in the table. We're ninth in the away right, okay. game. Uh, we've we have won two, drawn one, lost two. So we've got seven points. It all it all is heading towards being. Yeah. A very, a very so, tight. Game. So let, let's just take a moment to sit back and 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 decide what we've learned there, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Which is the whole point of me saying. I thought I was going to come up with some not not really good and really good. Hey, do you know what our, our waveform is so much better? And we're going to stop. No, no, it was exactly the same. But I tell you what, we are going to learn something uh, from yourself straight after this. Yes, four days to go. <laughs> the 9th of November at 7 p.m. You're building you, this up like it's a new series of Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, or Squid Game. Uh, Squid Game yeah. as well. You, oh, it, oh, It's all going to happen Tuesday at 7 o'clock. It's personal. Yes, it is. Um, my understanding is, from from the little comments that I've seen being passed around, is that this this was a challenge that Brad specifically requested. Mm, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So um, we we shall uh, we shall see how it goes out. But like I say, it's uh, going to be very interesting. It's Leicester versus Leicester. Mm. This is what's coming up next, and then we're going to have the one to watch. Thirty on Sunday. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Set a reminder so you don't miss us. Post match game when hopefully we're going to be talking about three points with the, the aforementioned Brad. Now, as I say, we've been we've been having a bit of fun over the last few weeks of me and Craig. I know it doesn't always look like we do, but <laughs> yeah, we we've been well. We, Craig's been picking that his, his team that he thinks will start for Leicester. Um, and we gave that up because I say, and, and you couldn't do that this season anyway. Um, and then uh, we thought we'd do a, a combined 11. Uh, but Brentford, Craig said there's been uh, it would have been 11 Leicester City players, and yeah. we he said well, there'd be 10. Um, mm. so the other thing we were doing was one to watch. Now, the problem is with that. The one that Craig picks to watch always actually is spot on and he has a fantastic game against us. So I'm almost <laughs> dreading doing this. But you said it's the one player, mm. and I'd be interested to see who you would drop to put this player in, but it's the one player you said might mm. fit in our team. But you've got him as the one to watch, and that's the uh, the Yorkshire-Brazilian Rafinha. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a, a, a great surprise. I don't think anybody who watches football would be surprised that out of all the players, he was the one that uh, that I would go for. To be honest, mm. I think there's a lot of envious eyes around the Premier League already on him. Um, particularly the way you know we worry about hanging on to our best players if we're not in the top four or five. You know, mm. Leeds. I can't see them having any chance at all of hanging on to Rafinha beyond this season. To be fair, they'll do well to keep him um, out of January. You know, we've we've long looked for um, the left-footed, right-sided player. 
that that's the one you know he would be fantastic yeah. i'd love us to go and uh, splash the boat uh splash the money and uh and push the boat out and go and uh go and get him I, he's gonna have bigger bigger clubs after him i'm sure but he's, he's a constant threat he's um we've seen other brazilians come um uh, and show up for a season you now i think uh west ham um his name his name has gone but um they're Brazilian. They had, had a fantastic season and then just disappeared. Rufina's had a couple of uh, injury problems this year, so his, his performances have been a little bit curtailed, but he looks like he's, he's at it. I think he scored uh, in the last game. He's a fantastic player, you know, skillful, but also he's got an attitude about him uh, like the best Brazilians have. Uh, so, you know, he would he would be ideal down our right-hand side as a, as a left-footed, right-sided player. Um and he's, he's definitely going to be one that we're going to have to watch. Um, it'd be interesting to see if we, everybody's fit. I would be, you know, much more um, confident if Pereira was fit and we switched Castagna yeah. over to the to the left rather than uh, Bertrand, who I thought was really disappointing against Moscow. And we yeah. know that against tricky physical um, wingers, um, young Thomas has, has had some tough times as well. So... It's definitely an area to watch, and it will be as much about who we're playing at left back as it is about how Rafina performs. Yeah, uh, David's agreeing with you, uh, Craig. You're spot on. Rafinha is also their best player for me. Mm. So, God, you see, I knew eventually somebody would agree with you. That's what I'm sooner or later. <laughs> now then, um, it's score prediction time. So I'm afraid I think I've taken your prediction away from you again. Thanks, mate. <laughs> There's no score predictions at all there um, because I've uploaded. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute, children. <laughs> <laughs> I've uploaded the uh, before rather than the after. In mm. fact, where the hair? There we go. This is you where see. they slickly appear one by one, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> now that would be. Let's be honest with you. That would be impressive. It would. But for speed, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that and was impressive, all, wasn't it? You're that all was about speed, aren't you, Chris? Yeah, well, uh, it has to be. It has to be. Um, so, uh, I've gone for a 3-1 to, to Leicester. Uh, Marsh has gone 2-1 Leicester. It's not like Ian to go for us, but he has done. Yeah. Now, Walsh actually texted me back saying 2-0. And I went, oh, is that to Leeds? Because he put the two first. And he, I won't tell you what he called me. But he, <laughs> but he is. He said, no, of course it's Leicester, but he is worried. Jerry Taggart thinks it's going to be a goal fest. Uh, mm. I don't think my heart could survive that. And he's gone for 2-3. Uh, Steve Linex hasn't gone um, against us this week, but he's gone for the 1-1, one, one, which he predicted in the prediction show. And Ian Wilson there, uh, the Scottish lad, has gone 3-3. Three, three. So he thinks it's going to be a goal fest as well. Um, what do you think, um, oh, wise one? Well, I mean, it's slightly worrying there, isn't it, that um, Linex hasn't gone for us to get beaten and neither's Marshall, yeah. so... You know, yes. I, maybe something's happened and I, I've missed out on there's, something has happened to the pair of them. Um, well, maybe before is... you actually give your prediction, you should know uh, that Steve Lawrence, uh, Steve Lawrence, Mark Lawrenson hmm. from the BBC has actually predicted us to win. So that's almost like a kick in the teeth, isn't it? He's gone for a 2-1. It is. I think that the, the most worrying aspect of all of this, Chris, is that I'm actually going to agree with you. And I don't know whether that that worries you more or it worries me. Um, I think... no, we, we broke up then. But I actually yeah. thought that I heard that you said you were agreeing with me. Okay, let, let's, let's make it um, a bit more... Um, palatable, shall we? I'm agreeing with your score prediction, not in general terms, agreeing with you. How's that? <laughs> that it was too good to be true. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, three. What I mean, it, it we have struggled against the uh, the lower league teams this mm. season. Uh, I, I just like I say every week, I'm just out there thinking. This is the week we start the turn. This is the week, you know. Yeah. I've said that this is the season when we come up from behind rather than looking over our shoulder. 
Um, unfortunately, I think we've, we've stopped for petrol. Um, but, uh, and then, of course, like you say, we've got the uh, the international break. So yeah. uh, we, will, we will have a bit of fun. I mean, uh, the, the good thing with that is, by our performances this season, there's fewer and fewer Leicester City players <laughs> getting picked for international football. So, yes. um, so they yes. do get a rest. They do. They do indeed. Obviously, I mean, obviously we'll talk about it over the, the coming weeks, but the one thing we need to be aware of is the African Cup of Nations coming up in um, in January yes. where we are going yes. to lose some players. So, you know, we need to be well, getting put on the board It now. might be called off. I don't know if that's... I know there's some uh, some issues, isn't there? There's, it's Cameroon, it's, it's uh, scheduled to be in. But I think this has happened before and there's always a country who is prepared to step in at the last minute because they've got the infrastructure. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't, if it was on, but maybe in a different country. It'll be interesting what the, the aftermath of that because yeah. um, with COVID, of course, Africa yeah. is so far yeah. behind sort yeah. of, you know, Europe and, and North America uh, and Australasia that mm. that's that's the worrying side of it. Now yeah. I don't know if that is the problem with Cameroon. I, I don't know at all. But mm. you know, but I, I was I said the other day I said you know we, we we're going out we're buying these exciting players and it's not just us it's a lot of clubs you know we're all sort of going to these African players mm -hmm. but it's you know we mm. know that the Cup of Nations isn't in the off season. It is in January, February time. So it's true. Well, I think as it stands, we're going to lose uh, Wilf, uh, indeed, and um, and Ianacho with Nigeria. And my understanding is also that the Nigerian FA are making um, advances towards getting Lookman um, oh, to switch. Yeah, the only bright spark is that Zambia didn't um, didn't qualify. So. Uh, Dakar won't be going anywhere. Yeah. I was about to ask you about that. It's a good, you know, you're African football, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Make sure there's a few of those questions up on Tuesday night. You know, there'll be totally, absolutely no, no football questions whatsoever. Um, the other show, tune in for this one. You've got to on Wednesday. Um, this was me, believe it or not, having a little bit of a huff about the fact that. Um, all the teams are a top six, you know, all the talk about the top six, the big six, the money six, whatever. And there was a show on the other day on Maisie's channel, and bless her, I had a little bit of a moan, the fact that, you know, it's the, it was the best 11 from the top six. And right. I'm saying, but it's not the top six, because yeah. Leicester were in there the other season. Uh, mm. So we're actually having, we've got Brad on, we've got Rob, who is a West Ham fan. I think he, he's done the quiz with him. Yeah, yeah. Jack from Southampton, you know, he was the multicoloured yeah. shirt quizzer. And we're going to be, well, I'm not going to be picking those three. You're going to be picking the best 11 from the proper football teams. Not, <laughs> not the money men, you know. So that could be very interesting. That's is, it, is it a best of the rest? Is it taking the it's, it's is it, best is it taking the top, the traditional big six out of it and seeing what you make from the rest? or Basically, yes. Yes, yeah. you know. Well, But like I like to say, not necessarily the rest. I like to call it best of the proper football team. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Craig, have a great weekend, mate. Thank you very much. Are you going Appreciate up to Leeds it. at all? Sorry? Are you going up to Leeds? Uh, no, I won't be going up to Leeds. It's, um, you know, just to that... Uh, almost closed shop that they uh, they run at the football club in terms of getting away tickets it's pretty difficult so uh no i shall be um yeah i won't even be watching it will i so i shall be tuning in somehow that's for sure somehow let's just leave it at that yeah. craig thank you very much sir and i will see yes. you on tuesday for the big match just swatting up yeah cheers chris <laughs> bye everyone have a great weekend take care just get your paddle boards ready mate i will <laughs> <laughs> Cheers now. <laughs> Thanks a lot to Craig. Yep, he's going to be back on Tuesday. So we've got um, no Craig next Friday because we haven't got a... Well, A, he couldn't... He's not free next Friday anyway, but it works out very well because um, uh, we don't have a game because of England. Um, although I've got my flu jab that weekend, but I'm sure we don't want to do a preview of that. Um, tomorrow, 4.30, like I say, it is the post-match show with me and Brad, and that's going to be about 4.30, depending how it goes. 
7 o'clock Monday, we're going to get a Leeds fan on. Uh, the uh, El Loco Leeds channel are coming on at 7 o'clock to review the game. Uh, at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, it's the Battle of the Big Mines. It is. Uh, and if you're wondering what these are, I'm not going to give you any more information. The clues have all been there, but it is four days to go. And there can only be one man left standing at the end. Who will it be? you got to tune in and find out. Nine o'clock, X on the pitch with Julian Watts. Uh, and then on Wednesday, like I say, kick the big team, or they think the big teams into touch. And let's have a proper, proper best 11. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Craig. And like I say, he's uh, he knows his stuff and he, 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 he makes the show look good. And it needs something, I'll tell you. Remember, get onto Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and press that subscribe button. It does help the channel. Like the video if you can do. If you're watching it and you you, you like it, please like it because that helps the channel as well. And if you want to listen to us afterwards, we are all over the podcasts, Spotify and all the rest, Apple, iTunes, Google, uh, to name just three. Thanks a lot, guys. See you tomorrow night. No, see you tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Sunday afternoon at 4.30. Take care. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.